Gentlemen, welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping men figure out who they want to become and what they want to give their life to and pushing them to relentlessly pursue that vision for the rest of their life. My name is Keaton Tucker, and I am the host of this podcast, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. Whether this is your first episode or if you've listened before, thank you for checking this out. Uh, this I say this almost every episode. Uh, at least on these Friday episodes, this podcast is based on a question that my dad asked me when I was 23 years old. Uh, I was living in his basement, and uh, I was whining that I didn't have a girlfriend. And he was like, well, son, what kind of man do you want to be? And I didn't know the answer to that question. And he said, I would figure that out and pursue that relentlessly for the rest of your life. And so here we are today figuring out what kind of men we want to be and then pursuing that vision and also figuring out along the way what we want to give our life to. Because I believe that if young men can answer those questions, who do you want to be and what do you want to give your life to, everything else uh, falls into place and your life gets substantially better because you have purpose, meaning, direction. You've come alive. You're not just working that dead-end job. You're not just kind of Figure, wandering around aimlessly, wondering what your life is about. You've you've figured it out, and and you get you get to go on the journey that is the adventure of your life. So, welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast. We are in a series right now on these Friday episodes, uh, where we look at biblical manhood. What does the Bible say about manhood? And uh, we're looking at Jesus as a man right now. There are other characters in the future that we will go through. Absolutely, I can't wait to talk about David. Uh, because David is my second favorite person in the entire Bible after uh, after Jesus, of course. Uh, I am obligated <laughs> to say that. <clears throat> but also, uh, my first name is David, and I just love his story. But we're, we're in these series. We're looking at Jesus as a man. We're not looking at Jesus as God. We're not looking at him as the Savior of the world. We're not looking at him as a religious figure, but as a man, a human being with a physical body. Because there's much to learn and to imitate from the life uh, that Jesus lived, including his masculinity. And sometimes that gets diminished when you only look at him through the lens as savior, as king, as God, as, and whatever else comes with his life. He's all of those things. Absolutely. But right now we're looking at his manhood, his masculinity, and we've talked about his physical strength and his physical fortitude. Jesus was a very, very strong built man, not a bodybuilder strong. He was a he was a construction worker strong. You know what I mean? Big hands, strong shoulders, big back, very, very strong human being. Well, last week we talked about how he used his time. And today we're going to talk about how Jesus knew his assignment and what that means for you. Because we're all out here trying to figure out what's our purpose, what's our assignment, what are we going to do? And Jesus knew his assignment and there's something that we can learn from him about assignment. I do want to say... Uh, before we get started, if you hear me drinking tea, uh, that's because I am. There's something going on with my vocal cords where they feel a little strained and very hot tea uh, makes them feel better. So uh, I'm just doing that so I can get through uh, all of the talking without my voice you know, diminishing. All right, so uh, we've been looking at Jesus' life in the book of Mark, and we looked last week at his schedule from Mark chapter 1, and this verse uh, that we're going to look at today comes from Mark chapter 1 as well. So Jesus has had his full schedule. He's healed some people. He's preached. He's taught. He's gone from one town to a house, and people are at his house late. He woke up early, early, early in the morning to go get some alone time with God, and then his disciples came in looking for him, and they said, everybody's looking for you. Everyone here, they want to 
They want to be with you. And Jesus, he says this. He says, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also, for this is why I have come. If you have a Bible and you want to hit pause, go find your Bible and underline that last part. For that is why I have come. Jesus knew his assignment. He knew how to make good use of his time. He knew how when it was time to move on and when it was not. Knowing your assignment brings a lot of clarity. Uh, It allows you to say no to crowds that are gathering around you to celebrate when you know, like, I have a thing I have to do. So it would have been very easy for Jesus, the man, like, he has been successful where he is. Uh, He could stay where he is and continue preaching to these people, uh, teaching these people, healing these people, doing all the things that he had done the day before. But his assignment was to preach to other, other people to go to other towns. He said, this is why I have come. I have come to proclaim a kingdom and I must proclaim it to other towns also, not just here. I can't stay here. I know my assignment, so I got to go. That's what he was like. He said that uh, verbatim. And there are a couple things that come with assignment that, uh, that you just like, it brings clarity. It brings focus. Uh, the book, Purpose Driven Life, let me say this. Everybody is wanting to know, what's my assignment? What's my purpose? Uh, The book, Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, sold over 50 million copies since it came out. 50 million. It is one of the top five best-selling nonfiction books of all time. Now, fiction books, like those 50 million didn't even close. I looked because I had to know. Harry Potter has sold like 500 million copies and I think that's include. I don't know if that's series, but every the seven books. Um, but for a nonfiction book to sell fifty million copies is unheard of. He touched a nerve with that book, purpose driven life. He found a widespread human problem, and here's this is this is the problem. People have no idea why they are here, what they are doing, and they are desperate to discover their purpose, like desperate. And today, I don't want to talk about purpose. I think that's too convoluted for a guy like me. It's too broad. It's like too much. It's too subjective. And you could talk about it for hours and hours and never really get anywhere. But I do want to talk about assignment. Because like I said, assignment brings clarity, which means you can cut out all of the other stuff in your life that isn't necessary. Um, As an example, so I'm currently trying to finish my undergrad degree, almost 32 years old, praise, um, because I... (laughs) excuse me, um, because I just put it off for so many years and would do a little bit here, a little bit there. Had to get some tea. Um, and, but I'm like bound to determine I've got four, two and a half classes left now. Um, and I, I, I cannot wait to be done. But all of last year, I was like, I was at a point where I'm like, I want to not just finish, but I want to do really, really, really well. And so I read Every single thing in my my class like that was assigned. I read every word of every book, of every article, of every everything this I watched every minute. I watched all I watched all the lectures. I did everything. And it paid off. I mean, I got a 4.0. I made the dean's list. They didn't give me any scholarship money for it, but I made the <laughs> I made the dean's list. Um but the thing that blew my mind, the thing that got to me a little bit was I got the same grades as everybody else. And you could tell just from the length of my work that it was substantially, um, better is not the word, 
You could tell I read everything and other people hadn't. And we got the same grade. And my wife told me and my pops told me, like, hey, it's okay to get a B or a C. And because I have other assignments, I have a wife and kids. And so all of last year, I got the 4.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did other people with less work. But I got the 4.0 at the cost of a lot of sleep and a lot of time with my family because I was always, always doing homework, schoolwork when I wasn't at work. And I was thinking about schoolwork when I was with my family. So it cost me a lot because my, I had forgotten my other assignments. And so I was focused on the wrong thing for too much time. And knowing your assignment brings clarity that allows you to get rid of that other stuff. Now, in my example, should you do well in school? Yes, I am st- I am doing significantly less hours in school and getting the same grades. Um, my, my focus has changed to what's the most important. <laughs> so I'm not advocating don't try in school. That's not what, <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. Um, but knowing your assignment does allow you to focus. And if you think about that word, um, assign, it didn't, Jesus didn't pull that out of the air. It was given to him. And that's one of the things we're going to focus on here in a second. But I want to say up front so that we are clear. Your assignment is not necessarily your career or how you earn a living. That is part of it, for sure. That is definitely part of it. Um, it might be a large part of it. It might be the largest part of it. But it's not everything. Pops he's, pops says all the time, not this smoothly, I might say. but <laughs> No, he says it pretty smooth. But he says, calling and purpose change season to season and circumstance to circumstance. It's never going to stay the same. <clears throat> it just won't. Um, but you can know what your assignment is in this season and you find it by, well, let's talk about that. How do you find your assignment? How do you know what you are called to do right here, right now? That is a the burden question. How do I know what I'm supposed to do, and what I'm supposed to be giving my life to? Well, I'm going to answer that question. If you don't know your assignment, especially if you're in your early 20s, early 30s, sometimes you're just too young to actually know what on earth you should be doing. What is your assignment? If you don't know, find someone who does and help them. One of the, one of the ways um, I learned this early on, because I was somebody who tried to pull stuff out of the air, um, and I just learned kind of early on, it's better if you don't know what you're, you should do, go find someone who knows what they're called to do, assigned to do, and help them. Um, <clears throat> man, and it's like, okay, <sighs> okay, I don't have to pull my assignment out of the air, I, but how do I know if a person, I'm called to a person? <laughs> um, don't <laughs> We put too much pressure on a sign from heaven or a confirmation, and that just brings, I think that just brings confusion. Um, I think it's better to just be simple. Um, one of the ways to know if God is calling you to a person is to just find a person that you already know who knows their assignment and needs help with whatever they're called to do and help them. Just, you already know them. If you know them and they need help, go help them. Um, you don't need to look for a sign from heaven. You don't need confirmation. You don't need um, too much to figure out what this, if you're called to this person, not just go help them. You'll find out along the way. If someone you know needs help with their assignment, there's a good chance, and I'm going to say like a 98% chance that, that that is the person that God is calling you to. Um, the other day, oh, T. Man, my, my voice is hurting. 
You guys get to know that as my listeners. You know how I do this podcast. Uh, so the other day, <clears throat> I was talking to a good friend, young man, and we were talking about like, do you follow a call? Do you follow Do you follow a person? And he's like, I, I just want to make sure I'm in God's will. And we were talking about that. And I told him, as a general rule, I think that it is far better to follow a person than a call, especially if you're in your 20s. Um, if you get into your early 30s, mid-30s, you have enough experience to be able to distinguish the difference. But if you're in your early 20s, I think it's far better to follow a person than a call um, because a call could be something you just happen to um, pull out of pull out of the sky. It could be your current interest. It could be your current passion. But all of those things change. And I think it's good to follow a person for an extended period of time until you receive your own assignment. You know, I know, I do know a lot of, I know some, a lot of Christian guys who, um, in this call, if you're not Christian, this is definitely a podcast with Christian guys, but if you're not a Christian and you're new to this whole follow the call thing, um, we, uh, Christians believe that God gives assignments and calls to certain people for certain things to do. Self-determination is not a value within the Christian belief system. Um, it might be for some, but it's not for all, um, or we have self-determination and we, we want to justify it with, oh, God told me I was supposed to. But that's We're going back to a whole other thing. Um, <clears throat> you will know, though, if you're just trying to follow a call in your early 20s versus a, a divine assignment uh, because it's going to be like sporadic, won't be long-lasting, uh, it'll be inconsistent, um, you, you're, you're just trying to maintain something you thought someone told you to do without, um, them actually have say without God have actually told you. So it, it's not going to be a consistent, it's going to be sporadic. There probably won't be any fruit from it. You'll feel burdened. Um, and it's cause it wasn't actually a call. You just pulled it out of the sky and decided this is what I was going to do. Um, you're not really feeling a call. Um, it's an uneasiness. You're actually what you're feeling when you pull, some, you're like, I feel like I'm being called to this, or I'm feeling called to that, and it's all kind of sporadic. You're not, you're not hearing from God necessarily. You're not feeling a call upon your life. What you probably are feeling is an uneasiness with where your life currently is. Like, that's probably what it is. I've been there, I've done that. Um, and here's a lesson from T.R. When that uh, T. Theodore Roosevelt. We haven't talked about him in a while, but Theodore Roosevelt. Um, he kind of felt that too. And you got to remember Theodore Roosevelt by his own omission or by his own um, confession was a Christian man um, in his writings. Um, he was, an, he says that he was an ambitious, he was as ambitious as anyone. And he studied the careers of others. And when he was young in order to see what path he could follow. Um, but he said early on in his life, he made up his mind to give relentless attention to the job at hand, undisturbed by vain attempts to divine the consequences of his actions by by his future prospects or on his future prospects. What does that mean? Uh, simply put, he refused to calculate his future. He made up his mind to do what he could with where he was, with what he had. Um, and he was not going to calculate his future. He wasn't going to try to pull something out of the air to make something happen, to, imit to imitate the career path of someone else, to some to get somewhere he may not even want to go. And I think you know what I'm talking about. A lot of us men in our early 20s are so eager to make something of our life that we look to successful people, assume we want to be like them and have their way of life and their success, 
And so we start imitating them even if it's not someone we're called to be like or what we even want to do with our life. I know I have done this. And you, Theodore Roosevelt, who had also done that, said he made up his mind that he was just going to do what was in front of him first and see where it took him. And a quick look at his career, you'll see that he didn't have a significant job up until he was governor of New York, and then it launched him into the presidency. And he really became president by accident. Um, but he refused to calculate his future. Um, calculating your future, trying to pull a call out or an assignment out of the air is how you beat yourself over and over and over again. It is the quickest way to self-sabotage because you chase something for a little bit and you, uh, now I got to find, you're like, you get frustrated, you got to find something new and you chase it for a little bit. And, uh, but if you, if you go, if you find a person who needs help, if you get called to it, if you go to a person instead of trying to f- formulate something out of the air, uh, you're going to have uh, greater success. I've just kind of learned that God first calls people to another person before he calls them to an assignment. And usually, usually that person that God has called you to has something to do with the assignment that you're going to receive. So instead of pulling something out of the air, it's better to be called to a person, serve that person, learn from them. And I bet, I bet, I bet God will give you your own assignment after you have helped someone else. Um, this is, it's called the Luke 16 principle. Um, if you're faithful with what is not yours, you will be entrusted with your own. Um, Jesus says, I could look it up. I don't have my, my Bible's in my backpack. Look at Luke, Luke 16. It's in another parable where Jesus says, if you're faithful with a little, you'll be faithful with much. But he also says, if you're faithful with that which is not yours, you will be faithful when you are entrusted with your own. So God calls people to steward and to help other people before he gives them their own assignment. Excuse me. I'm, I apologize, guys. My, my throat's killing me. Um, will God call you or move you to your own assignment that only you can do, like, before you're even called to a person? Yeah, maybe. Maybe in rare circumstances he might. Yeah. Um, but almost always, almost always, he calls you to a person first. Um, Peter was called to Jesus before he was called to build the church. David was called to be king. He was anointed king, but the first person he was called to serve was Saul, who was the current king. Same thing with Joshua. Joshua was called to Moses before he was called to lead Israel. So like, yeah, Joshua was called to lead Israel before he could do that, though. He was called to serve Moses. Pulling out an assignment out of the air is difficult. It's frustrating. It brings confusion And it will have you wondering, why on earth am I here and why is nothing working the way I want it to? But what you should do is find somebody you know who has already knows their assignment. I ended up working in church and in ministry because uh, there was somebody who told me they think I was called to ministry and they needed help with what they were currently working on. That's how I ended up in church. And seven years later, here we are. Um, Find somebody who know who knows their assignment and go and serve them and then do it for free. Ooh, do it for free. Like the disciples did. This pays dividends like you cannot imagine. And I think a lot of young men miss the adventure of an assignment because they're looking for a paycheck 
instead of like the adventure of the assignment. Do you need to have an income? Absolutely. Get a, make sure have a job. Um, get some income. But in your free time, remember what we talked about last episode, work on that assignment for free. Now, when I first, when I did my assignment, <clears throat> I, I went nine months and I didn't get, get paid a dollar. Um, and that was really, really difficult. And I had to live off fundraising. And that was its own thing. But then there was another time where I worked a full-time job and served in another ministry uh, as a way to help and to serve. And I learned a lot during that time. There is there is something to doing something for free. Um, it takes sacrifice, but I can sh- I can assure you, um, I can assure you that you're you're receiving more than money could ever buy. You're getting valuable experience. You're getting mentorship, skills, and and this might be the thing that's of the most benefit. You're receiving a good recommendation. If you freely serve those above you, like and do you do your absolute best, and you serve them well, and you work really hard, and you learn from them and you do whatever you can, they will launch you into whatever assignment God has next for you. They will give you a good, they'll push you. The people who are far above you, if you can get, get their attention by serving them and helping them with whatever they're called to do, I can assure you that they will launch you into whatever God calls you to do and whatever assignment he gives you next. And it will accelerate whatever you want to do. Like I'm I'm sure that I've experienced that. Um, but it takes a lot of sacrifice. It's going to take using your time well. Um, it might involve taking some sort of pay cut if you have to work at your other job less. Um, but it is a great way to figure out what your assignment is. Also, serving someone who knows their assignment, you're, you, we, like, you're going to learn some skills you didn't even know that you needed. Um, you might f- discover something you never thought about yourself either. There was a person on my team... Um, I'll, by the way, the best way to do this is through your church. Volunteer at your church. Um, there's a girl on my team uh, a few years ago who volunteered. She was a volunteer for me, helped me build out a small group ministry at, at the church. And it was along the way she learned some skills that she didn't know she was, like she improved on some skills that she didn't even know she had. And she discovered along the way what she wanted to give her life to. And I had several other people do the exact same thing. Um, when you go and do something for free, you're learning things that you would never learn if you took a paycheck instead of, instead of like a learning experience. Um, it's like one of the mysteries of life. Um, and how, how do I want to say this? Because uh, get, having a job is very, very important. Taking care of your finances is very important. One of your first assignments is to take care of your own household, which means taking care of your money. And it's good, I think, to just learn to live on less, to have very low expectations, to sleep, maybe sleep on, put your mattress on the floor and not have much possessions, maybe no shoe game, maybe to drive a beater car. Too many people try to get to the living lifestyle of their 40s while they're in their 20s. When, in, when they're in their 20s, they should be trying to figure out how to build the foundation for the rest of their life. And sometimes that's going to take a low income and a lot of serving for free. But it pays the dividends that you want. You could forego all of that and use your money and time in your own way 
but I don't think you're, I think you'll miss an opportunity for a great assignment or it'll just, it'll push you off a little bit longer. There's just some things that you learn when you serve for free and you help other people that you could just never learn any other way. In your 20s are a great time to do that because it's just you. There's no one depending on you. It's just you. But you get to build the future that you want. And you get to find an assignment that makes your heart come alive and provides for your needs when you're in your 30s and 40s when it really, really matters instead of just having to take a job that pays the bills. If you're willing to sacrifice and do something for free in your 20s, even if it means taking a lower paying job, it will like, I can't speak about this enough. You will find everything that, that you need for your future in that, in that experience. I can assure you that, especially if you choose to do it through your church or with other Christian men, I like find something at your church. Your pastor probably has a need that you could go fill with 10 hours a week. And you would learn a lot from the pastor and pastors are great people to learn from because they have to, they lead people entirely through influence. You learn a lot about leadership from pastors because they, everything they have to do is through, um, through influence. They can't coerce anybody to do, well, some do, but you know what I mean? They don't have a paycheck to rely on be like, this is, they can't boss people around as well. You can learn a lot from people who pastor. You don't have to go into pastoral ministry either to learn a lot from them about how to lead people. You can, people who know how to shepherd, there's a great leadership book called The Way of the Shepherd. It's only a hundred pages. It's about pastoring. It's also about leading in businesses. Um, and you can learn those those lessons for free that you just wouldn't learn at a normal job. Sorry, I, I just, I'm like, I, I've got to talk about this. Um, you'll find your assignment when you go and do something for free for other people who know their assignment and you're going to get dividends that you can't measure in dollars. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so take that opportunity. Your assignment is also your current responsibilities. Uh, like I said above, make sure your household is in order. Uh, make sure your money's um, like if you live on low income, don't live like you live on a high income. Just don't. I've driven beaters my entire <laughs> entire life, um, and it's been okay. Has been okay. One day I won't have to drive a beater, but I've actually come to like driving my beaters. Um, make sure your routines, your rhythms, your growth plans, start taking good care of yourself. Like excel in whatever job that you have. Whatever job you have, excel. If you're waiting tables, excel. Try to get promoted as fast as possible. My brother Dylan is a professional prom- like at getting promoted. He was 19 and they put him in charge of managing a men's warehouse. How? Who lets a 19-year-old manage an entire re- retail store? Like I, I have no idea how he did it, but he, Dylan was is a is a pro at getting promoted at whatever job he is. Whatever job you're currently working at, um, you want to you learn the skill when you try to get as promoted as fast as possible. Don't self sabotage because you don't like being there. Maybe you'll learn something along the way. Um, but your first assignment, your first assignment. We're all looking for our assignment. We all want to know what it is. What 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 on earth are we here for? Your first assignment is to become the best possible man that you can become. That is your first and most important assignment is to become the best possible man you can become. One more quote from Theodore Roosevelt. The problems differ from generation to generation, but the qualities needed to solve them remain unchanged from world's end to world's end. It takes strong and daring men of moral courage and most of all, 
this is and in dot, 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 and most of all, my moral courage, I, with my moral courage, I believe that whatever value my service may have been comes even more from what I am than from what I do. That's a f- former president of the United States saying that his work that he did was less important than the man he became. The man you become solves the problems that repeat generation to generation. The same, the same qualities that overcome every problem are the same. <laughs> they, they just, <clears throat> how do I, let me say that again. Who you become solves the problems from generations to generation for people, no matter what the problem is. Because at the end of the day, everything comes down to the man that you want to be, the character that you have within yourself. Make this your top priority more than anything else. Before you find an assignment for like what you're going to put your hand to, make this your top priority, becoming the best man you can possibly become. Get some moral knowledge. Get some courage. Stretch your fearlessness. Get strong in mind and body and spirit. Serve others. Figure out what you believe. Every man has this assignment from God, no matter uh, what stage of life you are in, no matter uh, what your future assignment is, no one is exempt. It is the assignment that you know that you have all of the time. It is from God. Become the absolute best possible man that you can become. So if you don't want to go work for free for somebody, if you don't even like your current job, if you're like not sure what your assignment is, at least start there. Start becoming the best man that you can possibly become and everything else will fall into place. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Man I Want to Be podcast. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, hit the little bell button so that you get notified. Um, Share this with a friend. We would really appreciate it. Um, If you didn't like this podcast, just pretend you didn't listen because that helps us out too. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.